Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Mixtape. I'm Valerie. And I'm Natalie. Welcome back to episode four. Thank you so much for sticking around with us. We love to have you here and hope that you've been enjoying all of our episodes so far. And today's an extra special one. I just have to take a moment to brag about us because Mixed Talent just was awarded a Best Place to Work in Columbus for the third year in a row, which is just amazing and certainly attributed to all of the contributions that all of our teammates make. It's such a special place to be. I'm so grateful to be here and um, be recognized for all of the hard work that we put in to make this a a great place to work. And... I think sometimes it's hard for us over here in the Midwest to really brag about us or take some time to tout our achievements, but this is one that we just couldn't pass up the opportunity to share with all of our friends in the space. I agree, Val. It's such an exciting time for Mix as an organization, Um, and today's guest mentions that specifically. Eddie um, talks about our Midwestern modesty, and you know, with the growth of biotech in Ohio, we have some long overdue recognition. Um, So Eddie Pauline is the CEO of BioOhio, and he's going to speak a little bit about that today. He joins one of our founding partners, Casey McAllister, who is our head of strategy here at Mix. Um, And they'll have a very insightful conversation about BioOhio, Eddie's experience so far, and where he sees the organization heading. BioOhio is Ohio's only statewide membership organization supporting the bioscience community, representing nearly 300 members that employ over 100,000 Ohioans, from Ohio's largest employers to emerging startups, schools and universities, research institutions, students, and individuals. Mixed Talent is a member of BioOhio, and we've been fortunate enough to build great connections from the organization. So... As we are excited about another year of a success for us growing here at Mixed Talent, we're going to kick it over to Eddie and Casey to discuss the future of Bio Ohio. In the past year, biotechnology has become top of mind for all Americans as the race for treatment and vaccines to fight COVID have made household names of biotechs like Moderna, Pfizer, Gilead, and Regeneron. That attention has been good for the industry, which is expected to eclipse $2 trillion by 2028, and good for investors, as biotech IPOs set records in 2020 with 81 public offerings, raising more than $13.5 billion. 2021 is on pace to do even more. However, this recent boom is just speeding up the growth trajectory that biotech was already on. In fact, the U.S. Department of Labor reports that biotech employment is expected to grow by 5% by 2029, a faster pace than in the majority of all other occupations. Increased revenue, increased investment, and job growth. Biotech has it all. Today's guest, Eddie Pauline, is the new CEO and president of Industry Association by Ohio, and he's here to share how Ohio is primed to be a significant player in the growth of biotech and a perfect partner for companies as the need for job growth meets the need for new talent pools and investment. Eddie, welcome to the Mixtape. Thanks, Casey. Really, really happy to be here and appreciate the opportunity to come talk about this increasingly important industry in Ohio. Um, I should let people know I am starting my eighth week as the new leader of BioOhio and uh, have been on uh, a listening tour of, of our membership. And um, for those that don't know, BioOhio is a 34-year-old trade association. Um, we are charged with representing uh, health and life science companies across the state of Ohio. 
And we've been doing that for, for uh, quite some time in, in a variety of different iterations. Most recently, we've become um, a, a member-driven organization. Uh, we have about 270 uh, members um, and, and looking to continue to grow. Uh, there's about 4,200 uh, health and life science companies in the state of Ohio, uh, which employ about 100,000 people. So it's a significant industry uh, for Ohio and one that we're really excited to represent. I think what is what has been really interesting about uh, the listening tour that I'm on is to hear our members talk about uh, just the great opportunity that exists in this state. Um, what has been really interesting for me is to hear about all of the really amazing uh, innovation and activities that these companies are, are currently involved with um, all across the state of Ohio. And what I'm noticing is that the industry itself is still a little under the radar. Um, so all of these great innovations in the state um, are occurring um, without as much recognition as sort of the auto industry, manufacturing industry, retail. Uh, so we feel obligated to really do our part to better promote um, all of this activity and innovation that we're hearing about. And Eddie, why do you think that is? Why is it top secret all the amazing innovation happening in Ohio? So I, my, my take on that is that it is a relatively new space. Um, again, if you look at Ohio's history, it's not a state that's necessarily built on the health and life science industry. Certainly. So as, as the industry continues to grow, more and more people are just starting to become more curious uh, about, about the potential opportunity. The entrepreneurs and innovators that got an early start in this space were very um, close to the manufacturing sector. Uh, which is why medical devices, for example, are so prevalent in Ohio. Um, if you look at Southwest Ohio, companies like uh, Atricure, um, Enable Injections, these are, these are really innovative companies that have been doing amazing things for several years that um, employ a lot of people uh, in the state of Ohio that just, again, have not necessarily been on people's radar. So again, we're, we're going to do our part to make more people aware um, that these types of companies exist. I'm thinking too of Nuvasive um, in the in the Dayton area. Again, one of, I think they're the third largest medical device manufacturer in the country, headquartered in San Diego, but their R&D and manufacturing is here in Ohio, um, employ about 300 people in their facility um, that people are just not aware of. So we need to continue to do our part to promote um, uh, that that great company and, and tell that story. Yeah, so if we if we again talk about um, sort of this under the radar um, wealth of innovation in this particular industry, I think what holds us back a little bit is uh, is our classic sort of Midwestern modesty. Um, the people that are leading these companies are loyal to Ohio passionate about Ohio, um, but needs some help in uh, having a little bit more swagger, I'd say. And uh, it reminds me of um, uh, 
the former mayor of Columbus, Michael Coleman, who who always talked about the importance of Columbus having some swagger, developing more confidence as, as a city uh, in order to attract um, more activity and, and investment. We need to do the same thing in this industry. Um, there's too many great things going on for us not to be confident about the, the potential growth. And when you look at the growth, um, what has emerged in Ohio over the last couple of years is this growth in cell and gene therapy. So if you look at um, nationwide children's and the um, treatment, the gene therapy that they created focused on limb girdle muscular dystrophies that Myonexus uh, brought to market, Myonexus was acquired by Sarepta Therapeutics. Sarepta Therapeutics is the largest cell and gene therapy company in the globe. Uh, that is now here uh, in, in Columbus, in Ohio. That has triggered a variety of other interests in this particular space. So I think people now are starting to recognize Ohio is the place to be when it comes to continued um, gene cell therapy development uh, and investment. What is also occurring uh, is uh, our economic development partners, Jobs Ohio, One Columbus, many of the other regional groups are much more focused on attracting uh, health and life science companies to the state of Ohio. Recently, we had a huge win again in central Ohio with Amgen deciding to locate their manufacturing facility here. Uh, a huge brand for Ohio. They will employ 400 people. And again, in, in, an event like that causes other major health and life science companies to start looking at why Ohio? What is going on in Ohio that is making this place so attractive, not only to a company like Sarepta, but also Amgen? So again, BioHio is going to come in and help create a narrative around this type of activity and ensure that people not only within the state, but beyond uh, have a little bit more insight into why these why this activity is growing here, why the health and life science industry is going to um, hopefully um, be a key industry as a state moves forward. So, and Eddie, you referenced two big players, right, in mm -hmm. life sciences. So, Sarepta, based out of Boston, obviously Cambridge is often thought of and often ranked, right, as the hotbed mm -hmm. for all biotech, not right. just gene and cell therapy. And then Amgen is one of the biggest biotechs in the world and kind of goes back and forth between being the biggest with Roche and, and out in California. So as you're talking about, right, things are now starting to evolve. These large organizations are seeing opportunity in a state like Ohio, um, and not just as a hunting ground for assets, but also a place to actually put their business and grow it. Um, so as you're building that narrative, can you give us a, a preview, right? What are some of those reasons why they're choosing Ohio? What are some of the things tipping the scales to keep those businesses here and having them grow? Well, we, we, we talked a little bit about the investment that our research institutions are making in this space. Um, so I think people are recognizing that as universities continue to innovate, research is done, the tech transfer offices are doing a much better job of getting 
these ideas and creations out to market, that, that's drawing a lot of attention and, and investment. The other thing that's occurring, um, and this is, this is a, a, a talent-related thing, is as um, Amgen arrives, as Repta arrives, as Andalin Therapeutics emerges from Nationwide Children's, these companies are hiring people from the coast. So we have a lot of transplants now from Boston, mm -hmm. uh, Cambridge area, uh, from the West Coast that get to Columbus and sort of have an epiphany about how cool uh, the region is. Uh, <laughs> that people are pleasantly surprised when they get to Ohio that there's plenty to do. Uh, it's cosmopolitan. Um, it's raising a few eyebrows. These leaders then become our champions and advocates to uh, go back to their, their home markets and talk about things like Columbus is better than you think. There's a lot to do in Ohio. My commute time has been cut from two hours to 20 minutes. Um, there's plenty of talent uh, and continued innovation occurring in this market. So the, um, the ecosystem is continuing to develop. And I think that as it continues to, to develop and, and those advocates and champions bring more people here, um, uh, success will, it's a classic case of success beginning success. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the growing ecosystem will attract more activity. People will be less um, skeptical of opportunities they encounter. If something does, if they move to Columbus and something doesn't work out, they know that they'll have another company to jump to mm -hmm. because um, uh, of the overall activity level. So I'm really excited about sort of the, the foundation that we have here. And, and I'm expecting uh, almost a hockey stick moment uh, for the industry in this state. Um, that will continue to be fueled by the sort of just the organic activity that's occurring within these new companies coming to town. But again, also the, the state investment. Um, we are, uh, over the next decade, um, developing three innovation districts in Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland. Uh, the Columbus one, for example, is a billion dollar, ultimately multi-billion dollar, uh, investment uh, that will have a health and life sciences theme to it. Um, Ohio State's put in $650 million in, in new construction. Uh, Nationwide Children's has put in $350 million. The state of Ohio through Jobs Ohio has put in $100 million. So these are critical investments um, that are being uh, uh, copied in other cities in Ohio to really invest in this industry. So again, between the anchor institution investment and, and uh, the organic growth of many of these uh, anchor companies and startups, uh, you have the right mix uh, for some pretty impressive uh, growth in this industry. So I'm really excited about it and um, want to do our part to continue to tell that story. No, that's great. So recognizing again, eight weeks into the job, right? Um, but when you talk about these innovation districts, right, the investment from the institutions, from the state governments, right, the cities that are willing to, you know, also support this kind of growth in these different districts. Why now? What's the moment in time for Ohio that 
all of these players are really tuned into life sciences and, and getting behind the effort to really make it a, a place where people want to come and grow and stay. I, you know, I, I think um, the, 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 the fuel behind this is really, in, in my view, um, you know, the, the groundwork has been laid um, over the last couple decades. Again, BioHio started as the bio um, or the, the Edison Biotechnology Institute, you know, an early investment from the state of Ohio to kind of stimulate growth in this industry. Well, well, these investments take time. And I think over the last 30 years, as Bio Edison Technology Institute has become Bio Ohio, as investors had some early successes in, um, in the health and life sciences industry, um, these things are now starting to, to produce results. So I'm, I'm, I'm simply coming in at a, at a critical time where this, this important uh, groundwork is, uh, is starting to bear fruit. Mm -hmm. And now there's a variety of other players that are able to, um, to leverage it and, and continue and continue to growth. So I don't, it, it didn't just happen. It was intentional, uh, I think, uh, through the thoughtful investment that occurred decades ago by the state of Ohio and by others that, that wanted to see Ohio continue to diversify its, its set of, its set of industries. Um, a, a, you know, a lot more opportunity exists in the health and life sciences, but, um, the, uh, the fact that we've navigated the pandemic, that more and more people are thinking about what we need to do in society to keep people healthy and save lives, um, it, it's all sort of coming together, uh, I think, at this point and creating a lot of excitement. So, again, Ohio is a prime candidate to take advantage of this. Um, again, re repeating a little bit of this, but... You know, what other state has two of the top-ranked children's hospitals uh, uh, available? You know, none. Let me guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we, have, we have Ohio State University that is uh, investing, you know, $2 billion into their, into their medical center. Uh, and, by the way, is producing 18,000, um, you know, intelligent young minds year after year after year that are fueling um, innovation in central Ohio. Um, the Cleveland Clinic, uh, Case Western Reserve, um, you know, these are all just critical foundational characters that, that will continue to attract talent and, and fuel growth. No, absolutely. Well, good. So how about you? So you, again, just a couple months into the role, Right, but did not come out of life science, did not come out right. of biotech, right? So help our listeners understand, Eddie, how did you find your way to this organization and why at this point in your career were you excited to to head into life sciences and take the helm? Um for me it was a it was a combination of things. Um one, uh my wife works at Nationwide Children's Hospital and um she heads up speech pathology there, uh, she would come home with just tremendous stories about what an entity like that is doing to um, uh, 
to keep children healthy, um, you know, and in, 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 in some sense save lives. Um, you know, thinking about that and in doing some of my economic development work at Ohio State, knowing that I think society will continue to lean on this industry for um, for support um, made me made me want to be more involved. I, I I think that our future as a society will will depend on how much innovation we do in the health and life sciences. So I, I wanted to be a part of that. Um, looking at this role at BioOhio, I felt there was no better entity than this association to represent the public policy work needed to continue to advance the industry and support the industry, the economic development work needed to retain companies that were currently in Ohio doing this great work and attracting more of those types of companies to the state, um, and the overall um, opportunity to create an ecosystem, um, leverage my corporate relations experience to continue to connect companies to each other um, in order for them to collaborate and, um, and innovate together. Um, so that was all sort of wrapped up in this really unique role at BioOhio that, um, that just really spoke to me. So um, I, you know, I feel very lucky to be involved in this organization at this time in the, uh, in the growth of the industry. No, that's great. So as you start and recognizing it will probably change over time, but what are your you know, top two or three first priorities as CEO of BioOhio? So um, what, what I continue to hear about from my listening tour, um, which again, I've met with about 100 different companies and, and other influencers in the state so far. In um, eight weeks. In eight weeks. It's been a whirlwind. Uh -huh. Yes. So our listeners yeah. can't see, but he does look well rested. <laughs> <laughs> so, For someone who's had 100 meetings in eight weeks. So what I'm, what I'm, what I'm hearing is the importance of talent. Um, ensuring that we as a state are considering a couple things. One is what, what are we doing to continue to upskill and reskill the current workforce? Um, you know, as all industries continue to innovate, um, jobs will change. Um, some jobs will be needed more than others. So how, how can we ensure that jobs that have uh, become less important are able to critical jobs in the health and life sciences that that's a that's a huge issue and opportunity what are we doing to ensure the pipeline of talent into the industry um, so what are our community colleges universities other educational institutions doing to ensure that they're training um, the incoming workforce uh, in a way that will be valuable and applicable uh, to the health and life sciences. The final piece around talent is um, exposure to the industry. You know, we, we, we do have a lot of great minds already here in Ohio that simply exposing them to the industry, knowing that they may have a career in medical devices, gene and cell therapy, pharma, whatever, um, 
there's a, there's an opportunity there. So how can we help connect those companies to the workforce in a way that they can, again, upskill, reskill, develop a pipeline, and, and expose people to just what they're what they're all about. The second thing that I'm hearing a lot about is the importance of investment. Um, we have a wonderfully supported network of um, seed money uh, for startups. Um, I think people find it relatively easy to raise initial funding uh, from a variety of different places and institutions in Ohio. I think we need to do more to create to make it easier to get follow on funding. Um, and we talked about some of the issues there earlier with just industry awareness. I think we need to educate people more about the cost or investment level and timeline of life science company investment compared to maybe tech or other types. Um, I think people who are expecting a three to five year return on their investment need to think about an eight to 12 year uh, when it comes to to the health and life science companies. So just getting people comfortable with um, uh, the unique needs uh, that the health and life science industry has when it comes to investment opportunities. Um, the, the final thing is just, again, overall connectivity. Um, the ecosystem needs um, a, a, a successful ecosystem needs management and it needs a convener. Um, so BioHio is, is well positioned to be that entity that convenes the ecosystem, that helps people navigate the ecosystem, ensuring that people in Columbus are aware of what's going on in Cleveland, ensuring Cleveland is connected to Cincinnati, that companies find it easier to connect with universities, researchers are connecting with companies, you know, we want to take, we want to get our arms around that and ensure that we're providing that support for the overall connectivity of the ecosystem. So again, I think the, the workforce development piece, the investment piece, and the, and the connectivity piece all are interconnected in a way and, and really important to um, to fueling uh, the continued growth of the industry. That's exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah, there's yeah, a, a lot absolutely. of opportunity. Totally. totally. We're in good hands, so Mixed Talent is a member of BioHio. Yeah, we, we deeply appreciate the membership. <laughs> um, Shameless plug. Yeah, and you know, I think when you look at, okay, let's, I mean, let's talk about the value of, um, of membership in, in BioHio. You know, there, there's, of course, the transactional things that we provide, um, discounts on things, networking events, et cetera. But there's also, you know, I, I hope people understand that they're, they're buying in, they're investing in the overall support of, and growth of the industry. Um, so ensuring that we take our membership from, you know, 270 members to 4,200 members is, is I think, critical. And, and I, I just want to make sure that we're seen as not only um, an entity that can help support your business, but also um, have the confidence that by investing in membership, um, by sponsoring things, 
you're contributing to the the overall growth of the industry, which which will which will help everybody. Um, so that that's that's sort of part of the package as well. Absolutely. Well, and I can even speak, you know, from our business, have been longtime members of BioHio, but really because you should have, be a card carrying member if you're in the state, right? I mean, it's more of that. Um, you know, something we have been supportive of, but not something we've necessarily engaged in a whole lot. And I would say a big part of that in our business is not unique necessarily from the standpoint of, you know, our clients focused in life sciences have not been in the state of Ohio. Um, And I think we are very excited about the opportunity to, you know, see that increase, to see this ecosystem, as you referred to it, Eddie, be developing um, across the state, but I think the biggest um, opportunity that we see and the biggest piece we get excited about outside of talent, which is obviously our business, right. is that connectivity piece. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's almost that inversion of, you know, when you start with that connectivity and there's awareness and understanding and business connection as well as industry connection, the others become easier in terms of investment in workforce development and retention and attraction um, because you do feel like you're a part of something and those from the outside, whether they be from the coast or investment community, see that yeah. and recognize that you're not on these little islands, but rather there is something where you do see so much more of that when you look at you know San Francisco, when you look at San Diego, when you look at Cambridge and even you know um, Research Triangle has really mm-hmm. done a lot to try to become um, one of those types of communities. So we're unique being a whole state and not just a part of a state, sure, right, sure. as you called out. But I know that's a lot of what we've talked about in our organization and, and really yeah. excited to have you um, leading the way. No, no, I, I, uh, th- that is both a, uh, a challenge and opportunity, though, the, the interesting geographic um, and, and the, the centers of population in the state of Ohio. You know, I look at it as a, 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 a health and life sciences backbone to the state. You know, I I want to ensure that as we talk about the continued growth of the industry, it's it's talked about in a way that is um, uh, about Ohio, and and the fact that you know whether you're in Columbus and it's only an hour and a half or two hours to Cleveland, um, you know that's a competitive advantage. Um, that that the access to all of this talent and innovation is is only a few hours away uh, from one another, um, and there's pockets again outside of of those main cities too. I mean, if you look at uh, the Toledo area, Northwest Ohio, um, uh, Ohio University down in Athens, all you know, you it, it's getting we're getting to a point where it's hard to find a place in Ohio where there's not some sort of health and life science presence. Um, so that's something we really need to take advantage of and um, and be excited about and not be afraid to talk about it. That's great. Well, good. Well, we're so glad that you joined us today, Eddie. Thanks so much. Before we let you go, there are a couple of questions we do ask all of our guests here sure. at the mixtape. So yes. uh, definitely want to make sure we get those in. So the first one is, what is the best question that you have ever interview question, excuse me, that you have ever asked or been asked? So, um, best, best interview question, uh, I'll interpret is probably one of the more difficult ones to answer, uh, which for me was a question that I actually got during my, um, uh, uh, during the interview process for, for my 
my current role, um, which was uh, talk about a time that you were uh, that you were frustrated. And I, you know, I like that question because you could go a lot of different ways with it. And it's not one that I got before. Um, and I think uh, it shows you have an opportunity to talk about resilience and dealing with pressure, et cetera. So I thought it was a pretty, pretty interesting question that I'll try to figure out how to use at some point in the future. <laughs> in the future. That's funny. I had someone share with me today uh, one of her favorite, and it was that she actually asked people, and it was, what's the first time you made money? <laughs> and she said people often confuse it with, you know, what was your first job? And she's an entrepreneur, and so she said, I'm not interested in your first job. I want to know what was the, yeah. what was the first time you made money. And she goes, yeah. and sometimes I hear these great stories, and it's definitely kind of a, yep, I'm going to hire you, or you probably don't have it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to like move on. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I had not heard that before. Yeah. Um, well, great. Okay. And then the last question is, of course, it wouldn't be the mixtape without a playlist. <laughs> so what should be the song we put on our playlist from you? Well, I, I'm a fan of uh, really any any James Taylor song. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I go back and forth between uh, Johnny Cash and James Taylor. So, uh, oh, like you know, depending upon the mood, depending on the mood, you know, over the last eight weeks, uh, probably more uh, James Taylor, just a little, you know, little soothing sound. There you uh, go. At the end of the at the end of the day. Do you so. have a song, a James Taylor favorite? There's so many good ones. <sighs> yeah, um, it'd be hard to put my finger on a particular one. All right, we'll just download the whole it. collection. Just download the whole, just download <laughs> the whole catalog, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, good. Well, again, thanks so much to Eddie Pauline, CEO and president of BioHio, for being our guest today on the mixtape. We're so grateful to have you. Thanks for your insights, and we look forward to having you back in a year or two to hear all the great progress that you've made on behalf of members. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you to Eddie and KC for sharing their knowledge on the biotech and life science world with us. I loved hearing Eddie's point about making sure we are paying attention to our talent in this industry. Of course, being a recruiting organization that resonates with us, and I personally love to see the growth of this industry in my home state of Ohio. Agreed, Natalie. I just love the general idea of what Eddie was talking about with the confidence that Ohio needs to gain. And I think in his words, he was talking about swagger um, because even if we aren't one of the major hubs, we are doing major things as a state, which is really exciting. And I think that people deserve to know that Ohio is a hub. The Midwest is a hub for life sciences. But one other thing I wanted to share too, I love James Taylor. I mean, that is like my childhood. So when Eddie said that that was what we need to add to the mixtape, I cannot wait to pick some of my favorite James Taylor songs to add to that list. And as a reminder, if you can subscribe to this podcast and follow us on LinkedIn at Mixed Talent and on Instagram at Mixed.Talent, you can follow along for our podcast. You can also head to us on Spotify and check out our, the mixtape there too for all of the songs we've collected so far. Absolutely. And thanks as always for being in the mix. We'll see you next week.